Hi, this is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Today I want to talk a little bit about supply chain and I'm going to really go away from normally what I'm doing myself, which is in home decor. And I'm going to talk a little bit about your local grocery store and the supply chain. Because really a supply chain has to do with anything where people are buying and selling. You know, each time we step into our local grocery store, you know, we're perhaps unknowingly, you know, interacting with the complex web of global networks that span continents, cultures, and climates. That we don't really realize that each time you walk into that grocery store, you know, every product that is on the shelf is a tangible evidence of the supply chain. You know, in our daily lives, rarely consider our food journey before reaching the table. You know, the sheer distance traveled, you know, between how does this cabbage get from, you know, the farmer to the supplier, maybe to the wholesaler, to the grocery store, how does that happen? We don't really think much about it. The food supply chain is actually a very complex type of supply chain, and it's a multifaceted type of maze. Uh, products, quality, timely deliveries. And there's probably no place else where this is more important than in the food supply chain. You know, if you're working with something like food, fresh flowers, something that's perishable, you have to be able to get it there on time or all your money's lost. If you're dealing with something like we are, like lacquer boxes, I mean, those boxes could be, be sitting there for quite a while and, and it wouldn't make any difference at all. You know, supermarkets, especially those that are dealing with perishable items, they have this very, very well-oiled type of supply chain in order to succeed. The first thing is that buyer from the supermarket, you know, an order with somebody, with a wholesaler or with somebody else, they'll issue an order. You know, and then that order, you know, will basically have to go from them to the wholesaler to the, you know, all the way down the chain of command in order to get that order back into them. So, you know, from the farm to the store is really a journey in preservation. You know, most produce today is, you know, packed right in the field. And this signifies a journey to the consumer. You know, freshly packed produce doesn't stay long under the sun. It's, you know, very swiftly transported to the shipper's coolers. You know, ensuring freshness is trapped at the source. You know, upon arrival, quality checks are performed, both by representatives of the shipper and by regulatory authorities, such as the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Let's say, for example, you're taking a, you know, a head of cabbage. I don't know why today I'm on cabbage, but I'm thinking about cabbage. And, you know, so, you know the cabbage goes, they, they, you know, they pick the cabbage, you know, right there. They start to pack the cabbage. They put the cabbage in the warehouse and, you know, maybe it becomes packed, ready to go. The um, Department of Agriculture comes and expects it. And that, you know, that cabbage will then get onto a truck as soon as it can. You know, the trucks get loaded, the trucks get out, and then the trucks go to maybe the various wholesalers or to the warehouses of larger grocery stores. And then those larger grocery stores then will then, you know, have to take that cabbage within a period of time and make sure those cabbages get onto the shelves so the people can be able to buy it. All of this has to be done very quickly. You know, the produce must be harvested, refrigerated, transported, you know, quality checked. It must be chilled. It must be loaded on the vehicle. 
in order to get its journey to the distribution center or to the warehouse. This becomes a little bit more complicated if, for example, that cabbage is being produced in Asia or in Mexico or in another country. Then, you know, you have the, you know, not only, you know, you pack it, you ship it, the, um, you know, U.S. Department of Agriculture comes and inspects it. You've got to get it onto the container um, or you need to air freight it and get it shipped so it can get to its destination on time. That makes it, you know, even a bit more complicated. That's why there's multiple checkpoints along the way to a test for the quality because they want to make sure that the food that they are feeding you is of the quality that it needs to be, that they just can't dump it onto the shelves. It just can't be dumped out. It, they have to ensure that it's of the quality. All of this is a very time sensitive operation, as you can imagine. So it has to be a very well oiled type of supply chain. It also means that a lot of these big suppliers need to have access to maybe, let's say if they're shipping through trucking or shipping companies, they have to be able to have relationships with them to be able to say, hey, my container has to get on this ship or I'm going to lose all this produce versus somebody who has a pair of shoes or, or has you know, my, my lacquer boxes. They might say, well, you know, we need to ship this produce first because this is time sensitive and we don't want it to have a problem or we don't want the, the produce to be lost. Now, you might be asking yourself, why does the global supply chain even matter? Like, why does all of this matter? You know, because every time you step into a store and you see those thousands or millions of products there, each one of those was part of the global supply chain. The global supply chain helps with economic growth and development. If it's efficient, it can help with cost savings. If it's not, you can lose money. It gives consumers choice and access to different products. It's an innovative type of work and there's a lot of uh, technology transfer that goes on. You need to be able to understand things as risk management. A lot of things to do with diplomacy about the whole countries all working together. And there's also a lot of challenges and accountability within the supply chain itself. So supply chain really is essentially important. And, you know, one of the most important ones are those that are dealing with these perishable items. It used to be that, you know, food didn't travel as far as food now travels. Food now travels to many, many different places around the world. It actually, food travels this long distance. And so, you know, because of that, you know, the, the supply chain is very integral part of everything that we do in our lives today is now part of the supply chain. You know, that's one reason why I love the story of this example of the grocery store, because the grocery store supply chain really shows us how important the supply chain is to be as efficient and effective. And those that are dealing with other parts of supply chain, whether you're dealing in hard goods or, or soft goods, or you're dealing with something that's not perishable, there's a lot that you can learn from those that are working in an industry as a grocery store or with perishable items where they have to be sure that they get the products there efficiently, effectively, and on time or money is lost. 
I will leave a link to our blog that we've written about the intricate global supply chain and your local grocery store. If you're interested, be able to read more about the supply chain and why this is all important. We'd like to uh, thank you, our listeners, so much for listening to our podcast, The um, Global Trade Gal. If you're interested to read more about our blog, you can check out our blog at Mindoro, M-O-N-D-O-R-O.com. We'll put a, a link into our description for you. And we'd like to thank you, our listeners, and we'd like to thank those who help make this possible, specifically Rico, who helps make this happen. Thank you. Mm-hmm.